Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 158. How's it going, Sally? Good. Do I? Stranger. <laughs> you are a stranger. I have I not know. seen you in You're so in long. You're in this city. I'm in that city. You're over here. I'm over there. I mean, it's nuts. I haven't even seen you at drop off. It's just. I know. Ships in the night we are. We are. Um, Islands in I was... the stream. <laughs> I don't think that's that right. Is... <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite songs. But I don't think that that relates to our situation here. I don't either. I did once at a sorority, fraternity, philanthropic function. I'm not sure what the 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 point was behind this, but I did dress up as Kenny Loggins. Because wasn't there like a rap song? That, I, this story is going nowhere. Anyway, yeah, there was. Um, there was a rap song. It was with um, God, what, what, Maya. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then there's actually a really great cover of that song by Feist. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I love that, that cover. Mm-hmm. So this was before that. Not as cool. I dropped, dressed up as Kenny Loggins, a fraternity guy dressed up as Dolly Parton, and then a whole bunch of girls in my sorority danced to the like the Maya song. Oh, my God. That's so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the point was. I'm sure it was drinking. But we were raising money for something. Amazing. Anyway, Islands in the stream. That's you and me. <laughs> that is it what is. we are. That's our new karaoke <laughs> song. Ooh, let's go karaoke. Okay. Okay. I was wondering if I I sound crazy. Do I sound crazy? <laughs> no. Why? Because I feel crazy because I've been up since three in the morning. Oh, geez. Is that how you got home so quick? That's how I got home so quick. Oh, I, my God. Was in um, St. Louis all weekend doing shows. I'll talk about that at the end. But I did. I ended up getting a really early flight, um, and I've just been. I'm kind of like running on fumes. So I apologize. <laughs> and then I just ate a whole lot of pasta. So if I'm like crazy plus sleepy plus I sound real full, <laughs> then you'll know what's you'll know what's going on. You sound great to me. It sounds Thanks. Really rock. And the weirder, the better. As always. <laughs> I bet you're kind of tired too. You were gone all weekend as well. I was. I was. I was in Asheville this weekend. But um, um, yeah, I got home at a reasonable time last evening. Last, yeah. Last evening, last night. <laughs> and I slept. I fell asleep so early. I was asleep at like nine o'clock and oh, then up so nice. by six. But it was, that's a nice solid chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, sound, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I also am wondering if maybe I sound like a little um, like more famous because I don't know if you know, I'm like basically a viral TikTok star now. I saw that. <laughs> I Okay, I so every – Jesus Christ, I guess I have to TikTok. I just don't want to. <laughs> every six months or so, Jen and I decide that we're like – we see all of these people around us, you know, things are happening for them and we're like, well, it's 
because they're putting effort in and we're like, we're going to put effort in. We're going to do things. We're going to do like we're going to post videos of our standup on TikTok. We're going to do all the things we're going to like put the, put the work in. And so I started a TikTok account for myself. I made Jen start a TikTok account for herself. Guess and how many I posts I have. <laughs> a zero. zero. I posted a bunch of things. Like I posted some clips and then I, because I was traveling this weekend, I was like, I'm just going to like, post a bunch of stuff because I have time and just we'll see if anything like sticks to the wall, right? Because there's no rhyme or reason for TikTok. And most of these videos have got like a hundred views, you know, and like a couple likes. And then I have one that right now is like at 104,000 views. Oh, wow. It's, it's up crazy. there. Yeah. But I mean, also that has translated into like 10 more followers. <laughs> like it's not, Ben was like, you're basically viral. I was like, I am not viral. <laughs> I was like, this just happens. And it's like, you know, just a random thing. It wouldn't be the first thing. time you were viral. It wouldn't be the first time. And I don't mean that in an <laughs> STD sort of way. Uh, but also that. No. <laughs> yeah. I was I was an early, early uh, YouTube star. Um, true. I don't know if everybody knows that. I was once a star and uh, <laughs> then I just squandered all my opportunities. So you're still a star. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like uh, so if we, you know, if our listenership goes up, if uh, all of a sudden I'm becoming a bit more demanding, uh, you'll know why. It's because I'm now a TikTok star. Hell if yeah. I start looking cooler, younger, <laughs> if I know the lingo. If you start <laughs> drinking vinegar water and calling it healthy soda. This yeah. is... <laughs> I didn't know that about this except for my son has a cell phone now and I get all these like bark alerts about new um, – they alert you if there's any kind of like weird like Tide Pod eating trend. Oh, yeah. And they'll send you an email and I keep getting emails about some kind of like – it's called healthy, healthy Coca-Cola and it's just like kids are drinking vinegar. Ugh, it's like idiots. the weirdest shit. I know. Yeah. And I'm like – and then you have to rate if it was helpful or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, <laughs> no, not helpful. Not helpful at all. I need to know about this shit. <laughs> like, don't make me worried about more things. I like, know. <laughs> is it healthy? It sounds fine. <laughs> Vinegar is a cleaning agent. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I'm not worried that my like. My child, I, like, I feel like they're going to have, like, a sip of vinegar and be like, this is disgusting. And then that'll learn, that'll learn them, you know? That'll learn them real quick. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into our quickies, Jen. Okay. What are we even doing here? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I have um, a good old-fashioned listicle. Okay. Um, this is... the same one as me. <laughs> well, if it is, I have another one. I have okay. a, I have a couple. Um, okay, okay. So this is from our good friends at Board Panda. Okay, um, from Greta Jarosavilkuluti. Can I spell this last name for you? It's no. <laughs> All right, not, then, not helpful. Uh, not helpful. All right. Um, I mean, I think I nailed it. Okay, so it's ninety-two hilarious first date disasters that will make you laugh. And you know what I say to that? Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> will it make me laugh? Um, so I'm just. I think we have to go into these with the 
like just let's just these are all real because some of them you're like is that real or are you just i think we just have to we're going to take everybody at their word and then it'll it'll be more fun okay 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 so i met a i met a girl for a blind date once this is from scott sador i met a girl for a blind date once she didn't say a single word throughout dinner finished her meal and walked out i then checked my phone and there was a message from the girl saying she couldn't make it tonight who the hell did i eat with I mean, did they they not say each other's names ever? I mean, I mean I see, guess... this is why I'm saying we're just like, you know. Okay. We're just like, this happened. Yeah. Like, basically, it was like, oh, hey, you're here. And the woman was like, great, free meal. Sat down, ate it, and then, but was never actually the blind date, I guess. Is... I feel like if it's a blind date, you would definitely say like, hey, I'm Jen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I would think I mean, so. I know we're supposed to be pretending that all of these things are true, but. Right. So it's like I, I gave you the rules. I just don't think you so. immediately. I can't. You immediately <laughs> abandon the rules. I'm Come sorry. on. Okay. Um, I went to a fancy restaurant thinking I was looking quite cute. When I introduced myself at the bar, my date said, I thought you'd be thinner. I grabbed <gasps> his drink, poured it in his lap, and said, I thought you'd be smarter. I left and ate pizza that night. Which oh my sounds God. like a great a great night to me. I mean, you get to like throw a drink on an asshole and eat pizza. Sounds yeah, like a fun night. Fuck that guy. That <laughs> reminds me of a guy that I was talking to for a minute on um I think Hinge or something. I don't know. It was a mm-hmm. while ago. Everything's fine and like he seemed cool and funny. And then he's like, Let me ask you a serious question. Do you plan on getting fat when you're older? And I was like, that's a weird question. He was like um, he's like, it's not a weird question. It's an honest question. And I was like, it's kind of a douchebag question. And then he goes, yeah. LOL, wait, are you serious? And I was like, are you serious? Right. And then we just, and then I just dropped the conversation. <laughs> and then I think he like unmatched or something. Cause I obviously have no sense of humor, but I was right. just like, what a weird fucking thing to say. Right. And then I was thinking of all the things that I should have said back. That's like a, that's like a, Hey, thank you for showing me your true colors before. Yeah. I oh no. Time. Any such time a relief in, yeah. in person with you. Yeah, definitely. I'm just Ugh. yeah, that was like a time saver for sure. Right. <laughs> like, can you hey, maybe like maybe that should be like your question on uh, just be like, can you just tell me like what's the most like offensive what's thing the, you're gonna say? Yeah, what's the dumbest <laughs> shit you think you're gonna say to me at some point? Just say it now. Like, well, just go ahead. <laughs> just say it now, and let me see if I can take it. Like, do I do right. I want to work up to this? Okay. In college, a friend set me up on a blind date. I wasn't in a great mood because I had received a traffic ticket a few hours before. My day got worse when my blind date turned out to be the cop who gave me the ticket. Oh no! Oh, that would make me laugh so hard. Right? I think that would be pretty. I think that would be hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, He brought his parents. He was 25. If that's not bad enough, halfway through the meal, his mom asked me if I was going to finish mine while taking tinfoil out of her bag to wrap up my food for her to take home. Oh, my God. That is weird. (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) Oh, man. This one makes me laugh so hard. Okay. Okay. I don't... Um, okay, on our first date, my husband choked on an omelet and blew an onion out of his nose. I married him anyway. Oh, I mean, that's something he can't help, and that's no. funny. I know. It is funny. Yeah. She said I married him anyway. Good. 
Okay, he took me to a restaurant and went to the bathroom a lot and stepped out often to take calls. I thought it was weird. And then the waiter said, you know he's at another table with a blonde woman, right? He had <gasps> two first dates at once. Oh, my God. The balls. The balls. But, I okay, so you've been dating for a while now. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you've gone on dates. But, like – that happens though, right? I mean, not maybe not at the same time, but like I mean, like where people are like, I'm gonna meet someone for a drink and then someone else for a different another drink later or dinner or whatever. Uh, like I, yeah. I mean, I haven't not two dates at one time, but I will right. say I accidentally <laughs> I did not plan for this to happen. If these people are listening, I'm fucked. I it was um it's funny because Mike, my buddy Mike Albanese, he a long time goes on the Cheaties podcast. Um and he talked about what he uh they called it a Broadway bang bang, whereas he took a, one date to one Broadway show and then the next uh and then another date to a show later that night, like a matinee and then the eight o'clock, two oh. different dates one day. <laughs> I had Plans to meet someone for drinks after one of my shows. I had two shows that I was yeah. performing at. So it was so we were calling it a comedy bang bang. <laughs> 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 oh no, I'm going to hell. Okay, I had a, so I had already made a date with someone to have drinks after my show that was at nine o'clock. And then I had a five o'clock show. And then um while I was at the five o'clock show, this person who has had been asking me a bunch to hang out and I was kind of, you know, blowing him off because he had been wishy-washy in the past and I was like, yeah. whatever. And then this person was like, like, where are you? I'll come wherever you are. Like, I want to like take you out. Like, and I was like, well, I'm at my show. I, I guess I have like a, you know, an hour break in between at like the five and the eight. And so then <laughs> that guy took me out to dinner. Um, and then I, so I had a show, went on a date, had a show, went on a date in the same night. And I comedy did, bang bang, comedy bang bang, what do you <laughs> with no banging, no actual banging happened. Comedy drink, drink, comedy drink. drink. <laughs> um, so, but I didn't plan for that to happen. It was just one yeah. of those spur of the moment kind of things. Right. Well, yeah. and you have like and a I'm not dating break. either one of them now, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you had a natural break. Like you knew you weren't like there was no there was no way that one date was going to bleed into the next one because you had right. to like leave to go to your your show. So it was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that was fine. great planning. I'm just eat I got to eat. I got to eat food. <laughs> if you really want to see me and you want to eat across the table from me, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Come on. Um, Okay, this is the last one. We stopped by his family's barbecue on the way to our date and found out that we were third cousins. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm glad that that bothered them because there's some second and third cousins that I think would have been cool with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to judge. (laughs) None of the judges. It's not illegal. It's just disgusting. Uh, all right. Well, that's my quickie. What's your list all about? This is from uh, ourcommunitynow.com. Okay. Um, they compiled the list of 13 weird dating sites that actually exist. Okay. So I want to read them off to you and see if you had ever heard of any of these. Uh, and this was compiled by um, and written by uh, Alice Minium. I will say that some of these I 
definitely have not heard of before, but some that I have. Um, so one, and let's discuss if we think that they are weird or not. You know, okay. So the number one uh, of weird dating sites is gluten-free singles. Enjoy living with a gluten-free partner is what it says. <laughs> but I think this actually makes perfect sense. I do too. I, was I think that's say. great. Yeah, because yeah. it is – I know it is really hard. Like, people who are legit gluten-free for whatever reason, whether it's, like, because of celiac or because they just don't want to eat it, whatever, like, sensitivity, like, it is – it's a real thing, and it is hard to eat that way, and it is – I think they, they probably get a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, to be honest, so, a lot of yeah. my family members are have celiac. I know I'm not supposed to eat gluten. I know yeah. I'm not supposed to. I refuse to get <laughs> tested because I don't want to hear – Right. The words. But I know I'm not supposed to eat it. But I will say, like, when I go on dates and stuff, I am like, I don't want to say, oh, sorry, I'm, can we get the gluten free bread? Or I can't yeah. eat that. There's because I, I don't want to be annoying. And I just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just overly agreeable. <laughs> but I just, <laughs> it would. Well, that's not like the first thing you want somebody to like. Yeah. I just, like, you never want to like, be like, no, you be, don't want to be fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't even know if I believe myself. But I can't. <laughs> I think I would judge myself for that, you know? Right. Uh, so, but so I can totally get why, you know, I've re- some really good friends. My really great friend Maggie has been celiac for a long time. And I could, you know, see this being a relief for her. Yeah. Like that so. is one thing you don't have to like. I mean, I think anything that you have this like start off is in common. Plus, it'd be easier to go on dates. Um, Yeah. Okay, this next one is pretty funny. I've never heard of this one, but this one is called seacaptaindate.com. Like, no, but that's great. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, a sea captain, like, IIA skipper? Like, S E A. So, it says Sea Captain Date is the internet's number one dating site for sea captains who wish to connect (laughs) with men and women on land and on on, and on sea. Uh, With thousands of sea captains already online, there's no doubt that seacaptain.com is the first port of call for anyone searching for romance on the seven seas and beyond. All right. (laughs) I. I'm very curious. I mean, that sounds like a hookup site, right? Like, that's a hookup site. For, like, very people that very specifically want to hook up with sea captains? Yeah, and for sea captains who very specifically want to hook up with people when they're away from home. A step up from, like, truck stops? Oh, yeah. I think so. So It's like that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Um, Okay, so this next one is called um, (laughs) herpesfish.com. Oh, that's – you know what? I'm not that kind of makes sense too because it also makes sense. Right? I know, I know. It says here you can meet 650,000 650, plus herpes singles and meet new friends, partners, potential spouses, or intimate connections. Connect with millions of quality members now. Um, that number scares me that there's that many people out there. Yeah, with herpes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, somewhat common. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think there is one of those things. It's, like, I don't know. It's really easy to get, and then it's not curable, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And so then, like, you know, but also it's very hard to, like, tell people about it. So if you yeah. date somebody it, already has it, great. Yeah, that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, I am surprised that, that there is <laughs> – a dating site out there, but you know, there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. So. Like this next one, uh, number four is Amish dating, which 
Of, again, totally makes sense. Get in touch with devoted, diligent, and caring singles from the Amish community. Register for free and get instant access to Amish singles near you. Find fascinating dates. Here's the problem. In just a few clicks and start enjoying the simple life. Can Amish people use computers? Okay, this is that was what I was like. This is I'm going to show my ignorance about the Amish, and I don't know if they use the internet, but I that's maybe seems... they can have their friend that's not Amish use it for them. It's maybe. it was my understanding, and maybe I'm totally ignorant. It's my understanding that they can't. But you guys, mm. listeners, if there's stuff we don't know. <laughs> there's de- oh, there's guys yeah. listeners there's definitely stuff we don't know <laughs> like <laughs> there's so much don't don't you don't need to tell us everything just like this specifically yeah this about specific thing about <laughs> Amish people and dating okay yeah. this next one number five is called hot sauce passions it says if you're the type of person who tries to get a liver of jalapeno on every nacho then you've come to the right place why risk caring i don't like spicy food on a first date <laughs> when you know that would be a deal breaker meet other hot sauce lovers in the hot sauce groups area and when you browse members by their interests in different types of hot sauces search by the type of pepper used or the level of heat whether you're just a fan of sauces from a specific <laughs> region or you're just looking for a sauce that will burn you twice hot sauce passions is here for you oh, oh my god jen i want you to get on that site please. i can't because i don't like spicy food oh no i literally just said that on a date recently i was like um, i could i could tell i like hurt this person when i was like oh, really? and i don't really like spicy i love food i love food and i love all kinds of food and i'll try like anything flavor i like flavor i don't like burn your mouth off spice it doesn't make any sense to me but Same. you know to each their own um okay this next one is called um marry me already uh, it's a website right. designed for finding your spouse easy and enjoyable. Ladies, simply start by uploading your free profile. Once your profile has been created, you'll be visible to gentlemen looking for a future bride. It could be you. This is not a dating site, so you can be sure that all members have full intentions of a long-term commitment with their future spouse. So I guess it's like you just meet. You'll Get be like, married. yeah, I'll marry you. It's like 90 Day Fiance or whatever. Yeah. Or like love it. Love is blind or... Yeah. Yeah. Married at first sight. All of those. (laughs) (laughs) This next one I knew existed because uh, our good friend Gilbert Lowend has a joke about it. Um, But this one is called Farmers Only. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen commercials for Farmers Only. Yeah. Sign up for free to find a farmer, rancher, cowboy, cowgirl, or animal lover here at FarmersOnly.com. An online dating site meant for down-to-earth folks only. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It, this is very similar to the next one. Number nine is Equestrian Cupid. It's um, a community exclusively for cowboys, cowgirls, and equestrian singles to meet horseback riding enthusiasts, discover uncharted trails, pursue the country lifestyle, and locate the best riding areas. I mean, Don't I'm live- just imagining like – like a cowboy and then like an uppity horse lady. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. There's a, a, some, a real cross section of people that like horses and I don't know that they always go together. I don't know, but you know opposites do attract. That's true. And then they can like ride, like she can jump over a thing, side saddle, and then he can like rope a bull. Yeah. There's all different kinds. 
Of horse lovers. <laughs> all different kinds. They um, all um, smell. <laughs> Just kidding, um, guys. Just kidding. And number 10 is uh, clowndating.com. Oh, how fun. So basically, it's just clowns. (laughs) It says, if you're a clown, a clown wannabe, or just a clown lover, you've come to the right place. That literally sounds like hell. I mean, how many people can there really be on there? And do they post like pictures in clown, like in their clown persona or out of their clown persona? I'm going to be really honest with you. I would love to Google this and find out, but I do not want this shit coming up in my feed all the time. <laughs> like, I don't want to be scrolling on Instagram and then have, like, images of clowns pop. Like, I'll I'll pass. I don't need to know the answer to that. Hey, Jen. No. Go on a date. No. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. And number 11, which also makes sense. It, this one is called Tall Friends. It's for people, tall people that want to date tall people. I Great. get that. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. This next one also totally makes sense. It's called WealthyMen.com. <laughs> Finding the wealthy men, beautiful women at WealthyMen.com. Discover rich, successful singles making over 500K for love and dating today. I also, I'm joking that it makes sense. I get that a lot of people want to date wealthy people. Me personally, I that is never a factor for me when I'm dating. I'm like, I have my own money. I don't care right. if you have money. Yeah. Like, your money, I'm not going to give you my money. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have mine, but you I don't want mine. yours. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want yours. <laughs> I'll share, but I, I feel like these are, I mean, they're almost a little bit more honest about, like, yeah. this is a thing that is most important to me. I mean, you wouldn't be on it, but, like, some people would be on it. Like, some guy who's, like, rich. Like, he's like, I just want to date a hot girl. And the hot girl's like, I just want to date a rich guy. And then it's like, great, marriage made in heaven. Yeah. I'm sure it'll last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Another – well, okay, here's another dating story. This was pre-marriage. I yeah. remember dating a guy, and he had money. And I really, really wanted to drive home the point that I did not – want a, a dime from him. I'm very proud yeah. when it comes to money. I don't like taking anyone's money yeah. ever. And so I, I made a point to be like, I don't like give you money. I don't want you to buy me dinner. I don't want you to blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. The guy ended up leaving me essentially for one of my good friends. And the thing was, is that, and then that person you know, would travel with him and she would go on the vacations and she would do yeah. all the things. And it's because that's what he wanted. He wanted, right, he wanted to like take care of could, someone. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like I, we were just not a good match. Right. But it was, but some, there are plenty of like rich guys out there that just want that woman that they could pamper and take care of or whatever. So if that works for women, or it's like if, if uh, I keep saying women, it's not necessarily, you know, you know what I mean? Partners, yeah, yeah. if it works for anybody, um, you know, then that's, then great. Then that works for you. Yeah. But it just has to go with your personality. Right. And but, it has to be like a, a both way. We're right. All, we're all consenting to this arrangement kind of deal. Great. Right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> this next one is called um, Stash Passions. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's basically uh, a specifically for singles with a passion for the stash. Uh, oh, just, I, I guess people that like stashes. stashes. Yeah. 
<laughs> not like pretty funny. That's actually <laughs> the last one. Stash passions. Oh. Stash passion. <laughs> I just picture like Tom Selleck. Oh yeah. On the yeah, or was it like Br- and Burt Reynolds on the like bearskin rug or whatever? Mm-hmm. As oh the- yeah, just a luxurious mustache yeah. and then just butt naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, if oh, I ever take amazing. a stash passion, that's what I'm going <laughs> to, that's going to be my, uh, my, my picture. Nice. Um, I love it. Well, that was a good one. You know, there's somebody out there for everybody. There really is. <laughs> Even us gluten-free folk that pretend right? to not be gluten-free. <laughs> you should be like glutenfreecheaters.com. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who shouldn't need gluten but do eat but gluten. we're going to do it anyway because it tastes good. Oh, my God. Like, I should. Like, do you want to eat gluten and then we can like – Lay in bed the whole next day feeling like shit together. Do you want to be low-key allergic to gluten and dairy, but say fuck it from night to night and then feel like shit for a week afterwards? Do you want do you want your your joints to to swell up to balloons if you find that sexy? (laughs) Let's hook up. Do you enjoy inflammation? (laughs) <laughs> do you like tummy troubles uh let's, let's party <laughs> um so that's my quickie i love it hey jen hey sally are you ready for a wild story yeah okay i'm actually surprised that we have not done this one before because i have seen it several times and in the past and had been thought about doing it and then mm-hmm. finally came back around to it so I got my information from several 2020 episodes. They did like a couple different follow-ups on this case. Um, A big New Times article by Lisa Rabb and an article on all that is interesting by Marco Margaritoff. So on August 5th, 2009, a woman named Dahlia DiPolito gets up at 5 a.m. and she goes to the gym. She kisses her husband of six months, Michael goodbye. She tells him that she'll bring him Starbucks when she gets home. And so as she's on the treadmill, she gets a call that she lets go to voicemail. It's Sergeant Frank Ramsey of the Boyden, Florida Police Department asking her to call him right away. So she gets off the treadmill. She listens to the voicemail. She calls and he's like, you need to come home right now. So she's like, okay, is everything okay? And the officer is like, ma'am, I will tell you everything you need to know when you get here. So Dahlia races home from the gym. She gets there and there are police everywhere. Not just police, but like news cameras. There is police tape around their house. Um, She can't even park like near her driveway. She has to park up the block because there's so many police cars there. So she comes walking up the street and she walks up to a police officer and she's like, what is going on? And she just looks completely confused. And now she's scared. And the officer tells her, ma'am, we've had a report of a disturbance at your house. And then he asks, is your husband Michael? And she says, yes. And he said, okay, I'm sorry to tell you this ma'am, but he's been killed. Oh no. So Dahlia, Obviously, it's like breaks down. She's just repeating, no, 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 no. Like she's bursting into tears. She's covering her face. She collapses. The officer is like, you have to stay calm. But she's understandably hysterical. She's like, why would somebody want to kill my husband? So Dahlia DiBolito was actually born in New York. She's the oldest of three children. Her family moved to Boynton Beach in Florida when she was 13. Um, She 
lived and worked there. Um, she went to college. And then at some point, she moved to California. Um, she married an architect who apparently everybody says, like, he bought her this really this huge diamond ring and a big luxury car. And she really liked the finer things, you know, you know, as they say in those shows, like uh, mm-hmm. she liked the the high life. Um, but when they moved she to California, driving cars and washing her hair, <laughs> she allowed a, a rich person to spend money on her. What an asshole. But she worked in a massage or a tanning parlor. Um, but then a friend said that she took his ring, took some money and divorced him. So, Whatever happened, eventually she moved back to Boynton Beach. She got her real estate license and just breaking the fourth wall um, on one of the 2020s, there was this one reporter who was so catty and she said, some people would call her beautiful. I mean, she was attractive, especially when she had makeup on and her hair done. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. So... Michael and Dahlia met like most modern couples on the internet, except for at the time, Dahlia was not just a realtor, but she was also uh, working as a sex worker. And so Michael found her on a website for escorts and contacted her to come, as they said in 2020, to keep him company for the weekend. And they're actually, the Mike and Dahlia are described as, as very similar in that they both yearned for the high life. They focused on their appearances Mike is like the super muscular guy. Dahlia is like super cute and really athletic. Um, And Dahlia says her first impression of him is that he was, Mike was super charming, super likable. They had an instant connection. And then that same catty woman on 2020 says of Mike, says, he seems like a guy you'd see at the gym. Maybe not so bright, but working hard and trying to have a fun life. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Um, And Mike said his first, like the first meeting, he thought that Dahlia was really sweet. He thought she was kind of like a little bit like innocent. And so, you know, they had this, they met kind of in an unconventional way, but they quickly went from like client relationship into an actual relationship. Um, They got really into like being active together. They went on, they would bike all the time together. And Dahlia, it's funny, she was like, we had a lot in common. And in the interview, she was like, we both like movie and we were both really loved Starbucks. (laughs) We both like to eat soup. Yeah. (laughs) Oh you love you love Starbucks. I love Starbucks. One of the issues was that at the time they met, Mike was married. Oh. Um, and though Badalia says he told her he was going through the divorce process and that um, she saw papers saying so. And so she wasn't worried about getting involved with the married man. So um, so Mike and Mike, for his part, wasn't put off by Dahlia's sex work. He also had what everyone on <laughs> Um, on on the show called like a checkered past. Um, so in 2001, about eight years before they met, uh, Mike had set up two companies and was basically cold calling strangers. Have you ever seen the movie The Boiler Room? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, ben so Affleck? that is what. Yes, yeah, so that's Matt what they're Damon? describing this as. Yes, yeah. I wanna, and then like. Giovanni Rabisi was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like basically they're like talking people into buying stocks that don't actually exist. He, you know, there's like right. told these customers the plan was risk free. Like there was an investor named George Namath who was told that if he invested twenty thousand dollars, he could earn a profit of seven or eight thousand dollars in a few months. And he was one of at least a dozen customers, but probably more, who wired 
money into Mike's corporate bank account, which of course was a total scam. The profits never came through. Mike had kept the cash. They say he splurged on hotel rooms, clothes, jewelry. He spent more than $6,000 on pay-by-the-minute chat rooms, including psychic and phone sex hotlines. Um, so that one customer had actually called the trading commission and they they were already investigating Mike's scam. And so um, he was a, a federal lawsuit was filed against him and he actually ended up pleading guilty and um, and was sentenced to two years in jail. He was on probation until 2032 and he had to make monthly restitution payments to his victim. So actually, after he got out of prison, Everybody says that he turned over a new leaf, didn't have any problems with the law. And in July of 2007, he launched an online marketing company and he used part of that income to pay back his victim. So the like his probation officers were like, he is doing what he needs to stay clean because apparently he also had like a big drug problem and he was like clean and sober. So Mike and Dahlia had this whirlwind romance. Um, Mike actually did get divorced from actually from the woman who had stayed with him all through his jail time and all his legal troubles. And then he meets Dahlia and goes home from this trip and is like, I need a divorce. Um, oh, God. It was pretty sad. Yeah. So like five days after his divorce was final and just six months after Mike and Dahlia met, they got married. And they just went to the courthouse. Dahlia didn't even tell her family about her plans. Um, when she showed her mom her ring, her mom was like, oh, did you get engaged? And she was like, no, I'm married. And her mom says she was not happy, but could, she could see that Dahlia was really happy. So she was like, I just came around. The two bought a townhouse in Florida, where in Boynton Beach, where they're from, and kind of settled into a routine. Dahlia, apparently, they say she spent her days tanning and at hair salons, shopping, working out. Michael, you know, ran the marketing business from their house. Um, they had two dogs. Every morning, they would, Dahlia would wake up to give Michael his steroid injection before he went to the gym at 5.30 a.m. Like really just sweet, you know, couple stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it was only six months after Dahlia and Mike got married that Dahlia is now outside her house being told that Mike has murdered. She's hysterical. She's asking to see Mike. But the officers are like, no, the best way that you can help your husband is to go down to the station and tell them about everyone that your husband is involved with so that we can figure out who did this. So once at the station, police are asking Dahlia, you know, who would want to kill Mike? And she tells them that Mike was on, pro you know, probation for the stock fraud, that he still owed money to his victims. Um, she said that he'd recently been having problems and she thought that maybe some of the people he'd been involved in this scheme with were mad because he still owed restitution. And also the people, like some of the people who had like gone to prison for a longer time, like blamed him. So Dahlia was right. Like things had been going, a lot of things had been going wrong in Michael's life recently. He had like earlier in the year, they had been vacationing um, at a Ritz-Carlton. And when they checked out of the hotel, they found police officers surrounding Michael's car. And the police were like, we received an anonymous tip that you were dealing drugs, but then they searched the car and didn't find anything. So they let him go. And then two weeks later, the same thing happened when they were in West Palm Beach. Police officers said they'd gotten a tip that there were drugs under a spare tire in his car. And sure enough, they find um, like a little cigarette box with two small baggies of cocaine. But he ended up avoiding arrest because he was like, I don't, I've been set up before. I don't know 
what happened. He actually told them he suspected maybe his ex-wife was behind it. And then there was like another incident where police were told that he was a drug dealer. Um, One day he went to the gym. He found a note on his truck that said, bring $40,000, 9.30 a.m., back to this parking space and put it under the car parked behind you. Don't tell anyone, especially your wife. I'll tell you all that this has happened to you, is happening to you, will happen on Friday. Tell no one. Come alone. And it was signed, someone who will help you. And so Mike actually took that note to the boy. That is freaky. Yeah. So he took that note to the police department um, and he was just like, I don't know what is going on, but all of these things are happening to me. And he, the police officer said, like, he seemed really paranoid. And Michael actually said, like, I wish whoever this is will just break my car windows or even just shoot me and get it over with already. Because he was just like, you know, always looking over his shoulder. So that's when Mike actually told the police officer that before he was arrested for running that investment scam, that he was... Um, involved with two guys who had recently been arrested and linked to organized crime. So he thought maybe that those guys were behind it. They were trying to spook him. Um, so police knew that what Dahlia was saying, like that Mike's life has been had been kind of crazy recently, was totally possible. Um, at one point, while they're interviewing her, they finally tell her how Mike had been killed. They told him that he had been shot twice in the head and that when she heard that, Dahlia just completely got hysterical. The interviewing officer left the room to give her some time to compose herself. And like they on the 2020, you can see the video. She's just like breaking down in the room. But when the interviewer comes back, his tone like shifts completely. He's like goes from consoling a new widow to like interrogation. Oh, really? And he asked Dahlia, he's like, are there any problems in your and Mike's relationship? And she was like, no, we were so happy. We're just like newlyweds. And that is when the officer says, then the game's over. There are no more games with you and I. I want to know if you know this guy. And he opens the door and a man in handcuffs walks in. And that was the man that Dahlia had hired to kill her husband, Mike. Oh, my God. All right, so about a month beforehand, um, Dahlia had started asking an old friend for some really weird favors. This friend, um, who is never really named, um, is just a guy that she had dated years earlier and had recently reconnected with. And this is all like after she had been married to Mike and re- by reconnected, she was sleeping with again. Um, and she told this friend that Mike had transferred about $200,000 into her bank accounts. Apparently, it was either like, it's not really clear. It was either as a way to like hide the money from those like investors that he had defrauded that he was supposed to be paying back, or it was because he was worried something was going to happen to him because he was getting all of these like threats. Like, if he went to jail, like he didn't want that money to be taken. So instead of keeping it, like, Dahlia was supposed to keep it in a bank account separate, but she spent it. So she asked the friend if he could buy her a a gun. And he was like, no, she told him that she had been the one trying to get Mike arrested by planting drugs, but that Mm -hmm. it hadn't worked. And then one day she straight up asked his friend if he, if he knew someone who would kill her husband for her. And the friend tells Dahlia, like, I'm not – no, I'm not going to do this. And the, But he was like, but I'll think about who I can ask. And Dahlia says, it's not even over the fucking money. Like, you don't fucking get it. It's about, like, his fucking friends and all that other shit. 
And then she says, Mike had friends that were linked to organized crime. And she says, like, he knows a lot of people. Basically, like, if she filed for divorce, he would come after her. The friend is like, okay, but do you really want, if he is killed, like, don't you think you're going to be a suspect? And she was like, why me? Nobody's going to point a finger at me. I'm going to throw all the, these like mob friends names and I don't even care. And then she gave the friend $1,200 to hire a hitman for her. So about a week later on August 3rd. That's not a lot of money. Right. So I, I think it was like for him to find oh, someone. I don't okay. know. Finder's yeah. fee. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on August 3rd, Dahlia met with a hitman um, who asked for $3,000 up front, $3,000 after. She gives him the money. She gives him the information about Mike, like what his like his whereabouts, where he's going to be. He every day went to the gym at 530. That's because she gave him the steroid shot. But he had recently had liposuction. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was not going to the gym. So that's how she knew he'd be home. But she would go to the gym. The hitman is like, you should be out of the house early morning, Wednesday, August 5th. And he said, like, between now and when it's done, you're not going to have the opportunity to change her mind. And she said, there's no changing. I'm positive, like, 5,000% sure. And so the police bring the hitman in, in handcuffs, and she denies knowing who this man is. And that is when they drop an even bigger bomb. (gasps) Um, They tell Dahlia that not only did they catch the hitman, but that the hitman is actually an undercover cop. And Mike is actually still alive. Because... I know. Well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things when we say we're not going to do murder anymore. And then I start talking about someone getting murdered. I know we did it. Um, But it turns out as soon as Dahlia asked her friend to find someone to kill her husband, the friend was like, fuck you. And like went straight to the cops. Good. And so, yeah. So they had her, they had her on video and tape um, talking to the friend, like video of her soliciting the hit with the undercover cop. The police even contacted the TV show Cops. So that was like the camera crew that was at the scene when she when they told her Mike was dead, like at the the day it all happened. Um, so this is all on an episode of Cops. You can mm-hmm. you can actually watch all the, the video of it. So, but the whole time, even after they're like, we have all of these evidence, we have you on tape, we have you on video. Dahlia is like, nope, not me. Like she never ever breaks. Like she never is like. You got me. Like, they are just basically like, you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life. And she's like, nope, it wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. And then they bring in Mike to face her. And the police apparently had woken Mike up after Dahlia had left that morning and told him about the whole plot. They'd show, they showed him the tapes of Dahlia saying she wanted her husband dead and that she was 5,000% sure. And although he was upset, he didn't seem shocked, they said. Really? He, because he had apparently started to suspect that Dahlia was the one behind all of the drugs being planted in his car. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, she was being really shady about where the money went that he had transferred into her accounts. Um, and he actually told police, he was like, my life has basically like imploded since I met this woman. Um, so Mike refuses to talk to Dahlia in the moment, but he does agree to talk with her over the phone after she's arrested. And in that phone call, she is telling him like, what you saw in this video isn't real. 
And he's like, over and over, he's like, I saw the video. And she's like, I saw the video too. And that doesn't, it's not saying what you think it's saying. And he's like, I, how, oh what are you God. talking about? And Talk about gaslighting. Just, yes. And she's like, you need to help me. You need to help me get out of this because I didn't do anything. I never wanted you dead. And he's like, what are you talking about? I saw the video. And he, she's like, nope, not me. So in, 2000, in 2011, she went to trial and she was found guilty um, of solicitation to commit first degree murder. Um, but her defense actually tried to argue that Mike had planned the whole thing with her oh because he wanted to get on a reality show. She said that like, oh, what yeah. show? Cops. I have no idea. Oh. She said she was aware that she was being filmed the whole time, but that it was her that it was Mike that had concocted this whole murder for hire thing because he thought it would make them famous. Of course, like the judge, the jury didn't buy it. The judge called the whole thing. He's, he called Dahlia pure evil and sentenced her to 20 years in prison. When Mike talked to, during his victim in, impact statement, he said, if Dahlia would have owned it like a normal person, I would have respected that. But when I go to court and I hear that I wanted a reality television show, not only is she saying that, but her lawyers allow it. It's ridiculous. You should have just said space aliens landed and they did it. If she wanted to steal my money and leave me, she could have got a divorce. This isn't a wholesome person. This isn't a person with any regret or remorse. Yeah. So she goes to jail. But then in 2014, an appeals court ruled that her first trial, like the jury was improperly selected. I'm not exactly sure what the thing is. And they tossed out her conviction. Oh, my God. So then she had a second trial, which resulted in a hung jury. What? So then was out on house arrest, living at her mother's house while she waited for a third trial. And she got pregnant, had a son. And then in 2017, <gasps> she went back for a third trial and the jury came back in just 90 minutes and convicted her again. And she was sentenced to 16 years in prison this time. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, she'll be in bars unless, you know, some other appeal works until August 2032. Her lawyers are still fighting her conviction. As recently as February 2020, they tried to file appeal, which was denied. Um, but they said, look, just continue to file appeals, petitions in state and federal courts. Dahlia has continued to maintain her innocence even today. And Michael actually said that after she was convicted in 2011, he said that he did feel some pity for her. He said, for a second, I look, I feel a little bad for her. Nobody wants to go to jail. I know that for sure. Oh, my God. Wow. So crazy, huh? That is crazy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm that's surprising to me that he would find even a little bit of pity for the woman that tried to have him murdered. Yeah. It is completely unapologetic. Completely. Like has never said, yes, I did it, even though they caught her in every way possible. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she is on video. She is on tape. She is all of the things. And it, there's like in this phone call after she was in jail, but before she was convicted, like you can hear her almost convincing him that he needs to help her and that wow. like it's not true. Like it's like she's just so unapologetic that and he's just like yeah, it's total gaslighting. It's so crazy. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's kind of a Man. wild story. But no one died. That's great news. <laughs> That's really great. I was like, maybe Jen will think I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know for a second I was like, oh, you just threw the whole thing out the window. Okay. 
look, man, I'm tired, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> hey, Sal. Hey, Jen. Are you ready for a love story? Yes, Where I am. people love each other? Yes, please. Great. It's from an article for people.com written by Wendy Grossman Cantor. All it's right. It's real cute and sweet. Love it. It's real cute and sweet. Okay. Happy town. Um, so – uh, 93-year-old Robert Marshall. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 93 years old. Yep. Um, met 88-year-old Anne Cooper Mengai. It, it's okay. spelled M-E-N-G-U-I. Mengai? Oh. Oh. Literally. Yeah. Phonetically. Yeah. Mengai. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, 88-year-old Anne Cooper Mengai. Um, uh, when he was on a dating app, it doesn't say which app, but when he, um, but he saw her profile in October of 2019, um, and he said that when he saw her profile, he immediately was in love. He told People Magazine, um, "I always felt I wanted to marry Anne. From the moment I saw her picture, I knew this is a woman I wanted to share my life with." Anne's wow. picture just captured me. It was kind of an intuitive, unbelievable force. Um, that's just really wild to think that like, I don't know, I guess, cause I'm, I'm actually not on any apps right now. I just, uh, I can't do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't take a break, you know, with apps, I can't say that I've ever like seen a picture and thought like, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, you just never know. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, But um, But he said that when he came across her profile, um, he said he'd already been on this website for about two years and that he had went through um, 10,000 pictures and 100 telephone conversations. And he said, one day I just saw this picture that meant more than a thousand words. He said, somehow Anne's picture just captured me. There was something in the picture that somehow I sensed her. I sensed her past, the future, and everything was in that photo. That must, I really hope she gave that person photo cred. Right. On the dating <laughs> yeah, it's just a selfie. I know. <laughs> I would like to know what photo this They don't really, they didn't post the photo, but I'm like, hmm, I need some tips. But anyway, um, so. So both Robert and Anne had been widowed and she, um, before they went on the dating app. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It's actually not a dating app. It's Match.com. I don't know how I missed that line. Yeah. So Match.com, guys. All right. Not a dating app. Um, I actually <laughs> Is it not a dating talk- app? I don't think it's an – well, it's probably an app now, right? It's an app, man. Everything's an app. Everything's an app. You're right. I don't know. I'm not on that one. But anyway, um, but Anne told People Magazine, um, I think when people lose a spouse when you're older, you know, most people just kind of consider that that's the end of an era. You've been married for 50 years, 60 years. You're in your 80s. Grandma takes over. You go play with the grandkids, Anne says. But today people are healthier and living a lot longer, which is a really good point. So he sees her profile on Match.com, and then he ended up asking her out on a date. Um, Their first date was at a French restaurant, um, and Anne said that when she saw Robert, she thought that he looked like Sam Spade from the Maltese Falcon. Oh, Um, she said he was standing in a corner with a trench coat, waiting outside of her apartment. Um, (laughs) I love that. I know it's so cute. She said, "I started to fall in love with him right off the bat. He's got gentleman." gentleness mixed with strength he's everything i ever dreamed of in a man since i was little that's so cute so they started so cute i know and i just also love that i mean it is like there's nothing wrong with a trench coat 
but like if someone came to pick you up for a date in a trench coat, you'd be like, oh fuck. Hell <laughs> no. It depends. It depends on the look. Yeah, I know. If it I'm was just like, picturing just if it was just like, like a- if they had like long greasy hair in a trench coat, <laughs> then I'd be like, Bleh. but if it was like a cool trench coat. With like a belt, I don't know. With a belt, Jen. you know, if it was, I don't know what a trench coats do. Don't they all have belts? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I just... don't know. I think it depends on the look and the vibe as a whole. If it right, was I wanna, like, I want to hear what you guys think about about a guys trench in coat. A trench... I, guys under you know under fifty in a trench coat picking you up for a date. Think that there are men out there that can probably pull that off. You're right. I it suppose also if depends it's like what the weather's you're in a like outside. You know, <laughs> so, if it's raining, you're so open, John. I appreciate I, it. I'm very I'm gonna, open. I'm gonna find a guy with a trench coat for you. <laughs> See how open you are then. <laughs> I'm gonna Google examples of hot guys in trench coats, and I'm gonna prove trench coats. I'm gonna prove to belts. you that it, it can be done. Don't all trench coats have belts? I don't know, man. I'm just trying to picture one with a belt. Don't they like all? like it tied and like all, all right, cinched? I'm and it looks like it a right dress. now. Hold on, trench coat, hot guys, trench coats. I mean, you can't <laughs> just. I mean, if it- <laughs> no, I'm trying to prove to you all that right. it can be done. And what's funny is when I put typed in hot guys, it said hot guys with mullets. Oh yeah, you're so dumb, Sally. There's so many hot guys in trench coats. But okay, like models. I know, but all the right here's seeing- a Ryan Gosling in a trench coat. You have no idea. You're so <laughs> Sally. You're so close-minded. And uh, guess what? Some of these have belts. I'm gonna no. all right on our on our Instagram when we post for this episode. I'm going to include pictures of hot guys with trench coats. Now they right. look. They don't look like your normal like laid back guy. They look like you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like. If a guy showed up in a trench coat, whether he looks hot or not, it's fashionable. This is a fashionable male. I will say that. Yeah. You're going to be so (laughs) mad at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, back to our couple here. Back to our hot guy. Back to 93 Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in March of 2020, they ended up going – on a two-week-long Caribbean cruise together because, you know, they're retired. They have that kind of time. Yeah. And so then – but then when they returned, that's when New York's um, COVID-19 lockdown had started. And then they decided that they were going to just quarantine together. Why not? And so Anne said, I never went home. Um, They spent most of the pandemic quarantining at Robert's home in East Hampton. Uh, See, he's an East Hampton guy who wears trench coats. Come on. And so – um, and then Anne, apparently Anne uh, was, is an interior designer. So maybe they're not retired. And she redecorated both of their, um, their beach home and then um, his New York City apartment as well. So, man, they sound like they are living the life. Right. Um, but they said they're both very active, high energy people who share a love for going to jazz clubs. And they describe themselves as zesty is the word that they use. I I love that. I love it. Zesty. Did you just text me? Yep. (laughs) You just texted me a picture of that's of a hot guy in a trench coat. But that's a leather trench coat. Not a leather trench coat. (laughs) But that's what I'm seeing for you. Okay, no. (laughs) Leather trench coat's a bit much. But that guy 
he's not ugly. Anyway, he's not ugly. So they both really love jazz, which I think is cool. I love jazz, um, but <laughs> me too. Jazz. Maybe I should marry Robert <laughs> Maltese Falcon and his trench coat. I'm zesty, Robert. You're so I'm high zesty. energy. You love the East Hamptons. I do. Um, He said, uh, and told People Magazine, uh, we're busy all the time. I don't think I ever sit down. We're extremely well matched, which is very unusual. If you get old and you find somebody who's old and tired, that's not going to work. Uh, And then um, he actually plays jazz piano. And he plays uh, jazz piano for her, which is very sweet. And um, he said, Anne is my best audience. Um, and so just months after they came back from the Caribbean and then they um, quarantined together, they officially got engaged that Christmas. Robert said, I feel very alive living with Anne. She's helped bring me back to life. We're so happy to have found each other. And then on June 11th, they ended up getting married. Uh, she wore a pink dress with a lacy hand beaded top. Uh, which she had worn to her granddaughter's wedding five years earlier. And she carried a bouquet of pink peonies and roses, which is very classy. Yeah. I do love um, that. And said it was um, – they got married in East Hampton. Um, and then she said it was the best wedding ever. The room was full of nothing but love from both sides of the aisle. Uh, Robert cries remembering that day, People Magazine said. Uh, he told them, we touched so many souls because we love each other so much. We're so happy to have found each other. When they exchanged vows, they promised to devote their lives to making sure that the other is happy and healthy. And they also made some other funny um, vows Uh, Apparently, uh, they made a vow that Anne could watch Fox News for up to three hours a week and that (laughs) Robert can rant about Trump for up to three hours a week, (laughs) which is – that's pretty crazy that they were able to get past the whole uh, Trump Fox News thing. But um, he said, it's fun. We laugh a lot the other night. The other night, I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, so their wedding guests were friends and grandchildren. And apparently, they all said that they have been inspired to pursue love and long-term relationships as well. And said, we have such a strong, sincere, warm love. It's contagious. Oh, I think that's, that's awesome. So sweet. So zesty couple. Zesty, jazzy couple in their trench coats. In their fashionable <laughs> trench coats, which are actually really cool and no, I classy. Don't, I don't think that there aren't fashionable trench coats. That's not my point. <laughs> actually. Actually, Jen, it's not my actually, point. Sally, I'm just saying I'm that. I'm going like, to prove you wrong in 74 ways. If one, <laughs> if one of your dates, I'm just saying, if he was standing outside your house in a trench coat, I don't believe that you would be so open-minded. I don't care how fashionable it is. You don't know me at (laughs) all. You just don't know me. I mean, all right. All right. I'm going to see. I'm going to need some pictures and I want to, I want to, I want to get some, I want to hear what everybody thinks. I could be wrong. I will post three different pictures of three different hot guys in trench coats. I'm sure these hot guys look good in trench coats. I'm sure they do. Sure, they do. All right, let's do something dumb and something we love. Okay, let's do it. Okay, um, okay, so my something dumb is without being too specific, 
because, you know, it's like you can't take too much. <laughs> but I did just did a kind of a shitty weekend um, yeah. of shows. Can't that, shit talk the venue. Can't shit talk the venue. But I will say that there was like some some issues that were not of my doing that made like the shows not great. <laughs> And actually yeah. really bad um, and w- out of my control. And I think no- nothing I really the staff was so wonderful. The other comics were amazing it, that it was just uh, just an unfortunate chain of events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last night I was texting you and was feeling very sorry for myself. And I was just like, rightfully so. I rightfully totally so. I do think it's yes. Rightfully so. I was upset. Um, and I was just like, I just also had gotten this cheap flight and I wasn't flying out, wasn't supposed to fly out today until 7.40 PM. So I was going to have a whole nother day in St. Louis, which is not, I mean, I like St. Louis, but like also it's just like a whole nother day away from my family. Like, and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten home until after Max was in bed. If I could have left right that moment, I would have, (laughs) like I was that, I was that upset. And I was just telling you, you were like, can you change your flight? I'm sure you're looking. I was like, I did, but it's, this is the only one on the airline. It would just cost a lot to like change it. And I just don't, I don't know if I should do that. And the thing I love is that Jen, you just, you just Venmoed me $200 and we're like, get home. And I just started crying because you're a little bitch that's why <laughs> i started crying like a little bitch <laughs> and then i then you back the money <laughs> you didn't have to do that i gave it to you for a reason i know but it was like the gesture of it was like like it made me be like yes i do want to get home and also just thank you for doing that it was just Aww. really well, so sweet and i was like oh it just made me feel like I don't know. It's nice having you on my side. Just I, I was like instantly like she understands. I'm not being like whiny and no. Like, I totally and the feeling understand. of just being like I just want to come home and um. So anyway, there's so not there's no worse feeling in the world. <laughs> I mean, I get it when you're a parent and when you are like I'm over here and my kids are over there and I want to be there. Yeah, and it's just it's. And I can't get there. It's like a, a weird primal guttural. Yeah, so that's what that I was. So that. horrible. And I so was just I like, and I totally understand that for no reason. You know, it just yeah. was like I just felt like, oh, this is like just the made me really will, yeah. yes. So yeah. I did. I I got in a flight at five fifty a.m. I was home by like eight twenty, <laughs> and it was great. I was, was like, awesome. it just I know, it was like the I time- felt like. You had, I had, so I sent you the money and then I pretty much, you said something like, oh, I'm going to cry. And I, I like, and Sally and you gets called, you called emotional. Me bitch. I said, <laughs> that's, that's also my love language to Sally because Sally doesn't like to show emotion. So I break the tension by making, saying something like that. Yeah. To, and that's my way of showing love to Sally. Like, you don't have to get emotional with me. You fucking yep. little asshole. So I sent that text message and I fell asleep. And then by the time I woke up, you were home. You're like, I'm home. I was home. I know. Like, really? I was like, that was so quick. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was like so worth it. It really was. Like, Good. I don't feel bad about spending the money at all. 
I just was like, why did I not do this in the first place? First of all, <laughs> like I just was like, I knew I needed to work today. So I was like, I don't want to get home in the middle of the day and not work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just thought, oh, I'll just work on Monday and then I'll get home late and it'll be fine. But it wasn't fine. <laughs> it wasn't. So thank no. you. That's the things are dumb. Kind of a dumb weekend. Um, and the thing that I love is you. Oh, I love you, you jerk. Yeah, big dumb asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you just got your baby. <laughs> Stop being a little fucking bitch, Sally. Get uh, on the plane and get home. Anyway. Get home. I'm glad you're here. Um, Me too. So for my something dumb and something I love this week, um, uh, mine's kind of, I guess, sort of the op- – well, not the opposite. I, so I had like – I was at the Asheville Comedy Festival this weekend. I had a blast. It, it was Jen so – crushed it. She won't say fun, it. fun. But she was amazing. It was a good set, I will say. Yeah. And so um, – but the crazy thing was is that even though it was so great and it was so good, I don't know. There was something about like – Right before I went up, I was in my head and like the mm-hmm. person that went on before me, I was like, oh my God, like, like that's killer. I'm not like, my new stuff isn't to that level. I have like, I just, I'm not that confident in like right new stuff that I have. And I was like, oh man. And it's, it was a big venue. It's a really big venue. And I was just like, industry is watching. It's one of those festivals where a bunch of industry come and yeah. they, they watch and they judge you. They and judge. So they judge. And, and they just decide if they want to work with you on other projects, if they want to book you, you know. And so I um, so I started to get, like, real nervous, like, right before I went up. And I don't normally get nervous like that, but I was like, oh, God. And so my I started getting nervous, and then um, I uh, – and then I was just like, okay, universe, just, like, give me a good set. Just let yeah. me have a good set. And then I just, like, went out on stage, and I don't know. It's like something took over, and yeah. I was, like, a different – person and the set was really great um and the energy was just in a room that big and a room with that many people and a room that like it the it was just like the reaction I was getting was so strong it was overwhelming um and I loved every second of it but then as soon as I got off the stage um everybody um because I fucking crushed it because you fucking (laughs) crushed it like I knew you would uh all of a sudden everyone started um like rushing me to be yeah. like holy shit like or like and and then um and then I tried to like I don't know it was something about the energy going from like down and up and then down and then and then everyone I'm not a, I'm not good in big crowds yeah and um and then all everyone started rushing towards me and um and people were talking to me and then I tried to like leave and then I go out into the main room and then there's all these audience members that were like coming out and then they were all wanting to talk and so I just um my all of a sudden my hands went numb and my arms <gasps> went numb and my legs just buckled. No, and I like luckily a panic like attack. Yeah, I totally had a panic attack. It, I haven't had one in a long time, yeah. but I was just like, um, it was just like I I know when they're coming because my yeah. hands go numb and then you know it goes down my arms. But I normally it normally doesn't happen in my legs. But I was like. Um, I just had to like by the skin of my teeth, I made it out of there to where nobody saw, but I like yeah. found this side room that, and I just sat in it for a minute until I could like calm down. It was yeah. just like a weird, it was a weird thing. And, um, I, um, 
And then it was also weird because even though I'm in this big festival and I'm friends with a lot of comedians, I'm not like really close with a lot of comedians there. And I didn't like have a touchstone there, you know what right. I mean? Right. And so I just felt like I was like, okay, let's just put on a face and get, yeah, back, yeah, out get back out and there. And so it was just like, and then I didn't have anybody to talk to to be like, I just totally panic attacked in there. It was just, it was just the weirdest thing. But then I just yeah. like, Pulled myself together, went out there, talked to industry, talked to people, went to the after party, just pretended it never happened. But it was a weird, weird experience. Oh, so but, weird. I can mm-hmm. so I had- see how that happens. Like the the what it takes to like build yourself up for a set like that, where it's like a huge audience, there's yeah. stakes, like that, like what that takes to get up there is so draining. Like, it's like you can, you bring it out for that. And then like right after it's like, everything's gone, right? Like all of yeah. the anticipation, all of the things. And so I can see how like having people all around you right after that would be like, oh shit, no, I need to like go decompress for like a few seconds. And to have that, like not be able to do that. I can see how that a panic attack would happen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that happened. Oh, it's okay. And then I was over there whining like a little bitch. Hey, little <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> it was weird. But but the rest of the night ended up being great. We had a great time. Another thing that was crazy about that show, I was like, it does nobody am I the only person that like recognizes, but the drummer for Ween played in the band that was playing um playing us on on and off the stage because he lives in Asheville yeah he lives in Asheville he's friends with Melissa one of the producers Uh and I was just like is nobody gonna say anything (laughs) 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 nobody thinks this is cool and like I I think it was just yeah and I was just like am I insane like I don't know It it was really funny but I thought that was cool. But yeah, I had a great time and um, That's awesome. can't wait to go back. I love Asheville. I can't wait till we move there. You know, it's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> be very happy there one day. Yep. Um, all right. Well, you guys, we've got some, we've got some homework for you. We need some hot guys in trench coats. I need yeah, you guys to sound off. Prove me right. Prove, Prove me right. Yeah. Uh, you know, let us know, like, what do you want to see on some TikToks? What kind of TikToks? Jen and I are up for, we're going to try some stuff. Um, do you want to see video, like some video of our recordings? Like we've th- just thought about like putting out some video clips, but is that something you guys are interested in? Let us know what you're up for. Um, you can find us on all the socials at Dumb Love Podcast. You can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. Rate and review. Tell a friend. You can come see me in Cincinnati, uh, August 26th and 27th at Helium in Indianapolis, September 16th and 17th, or at Comedy Key West, September 29th through October 1st. So I'd love to see you out on the road somewhere. Thank you guys so much for everything. And don't forget to get out there and do something dumb for love. Dum-da-dum-dum-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-